Yeah, there is something uh, secondary also going on um, that can have an impact on why companies that have or stocks that have fallen continue to fall. And the term is called tax loss harvesting. But essentially, all what? that is is <laughs> tax wide, bro. So tax loss harvesting, um, just to. Hello, welcome to Woke Finance, the podcast discussing all things finance related and all things related to finance. It's your boy, Peter, and I'm with my co-host, my bro, Jax Howie, man. Yo, Peter, I'm very well, thanks. Um, Again, it is so, so, so cold. It is so cold. We are in the month of November. The temperature has completely dropped and I am freezing. No matter how long I've been in the UK, I never get used to the cold, Peter. Oh, I was literally in an office today, not in my workplace, but in an office today, got back around six-ish today, and I can tell you right now, it is absolutely blitzed. Um, I'm very happy I've been working from home for most of this season, I'm not going to lie to you, man, for that reason alone, man, so I definitely know how you're feeling, man. But listen here, man, we are going to do a quick episode today, but before we do that, we just want to give a shout out to all of our listeners, wherever you are in the world, whatever platform you're listening to, and to whoever you're with right now, man, just a massive shout out to you. Keep doing your thing, liking, subscribing, sharing and commenting. Um, on uh, the platforms you're using as well about uh, the episodes you're listening to. Today, we are in November 2021, towards the end of November, and a lot of things is happening in the stock market world, Jax. And one of the key things which we're going to get straight into, we're not going to spend too long, but my question for you, Jax, man, Right now, so many things are happening to different uh, companies when it comes to the stock prices. And right now, I'm not going to lie, a lot of companies, their stock prices are taking a battering. So, <laughs> Jeff, I want to know from you, man, why are stock prices falling? Well, I mean, it depends on what kind of um, type of stock you're looking at, what type of business you're looking at. Because if you look at the more mature, large cap, kind of dividend paying, uh, cash flowing businesses, they've not been falling at all. In fact, they've been doing extremely, extremely well. Mm. And I always go with the notion when people say, hey, the stock market's crashing. I say, well, the stock market's not crashing. Maybe it's just your portfolio. Mm. <laughs> so um, the stocks that have been crashing are more so the high valuation, uh, lower kind of caps or you know small caps, um, the ones that are not yet profitable, the ones that their cash flows are very, very uh, much in the future or profitability is very, very much in the future. Um, these are the companies that have been hit very, very hard in terms of their stock price. And there's many, many different reasons. And I think I'll focus on two of the main reasons um, in this episode. For me, I think... And uh, Jax, before you actually go into those particular, um, the ones that are falling in price, the ones that are a bit more stable right now, or even in some cases increasing, because I've definitely been seeing that with some companies, um, it would be also good if you could speak to that as well. Um, as to what as to why they've they've been going up, yeah, yeah, sure. So actually, it's actually um, a combination of both. So the reason why some stocks are going down is also the reason why some are going up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I think one of the main reasons why um, you know some of the businesses are doing better, or some of the stocks are doing better, or some of the stocks are doing worse, comes down to inflation. I think um, whether you're in the UK, the US, or where, wherever you are in the world right now. Um, you probably notice that inflation has has risen. It has risen and there is a whole debate about whether inflation is 
um, transitory. So it's here for a short period of time, and then it's gonna go as things normalize. However, inflation is, is, is here to stay. Now, um, I think many people are, <laughs> are going more of the latter. The truth is with inflation, inflation is a risk to the stock market. It's a risk to the stock market because one of the ways to combat inflation is also to raise interest rates. This is something that most central banks um, do as the first form of defense um, when inflation starts to creep higher and higher. Inflation is not great for consumers and for the economy when it's not at stable um, amounts. So what I would say is um, when you look at businesses, one of the most um, important things to consider is how the business actually generates its money, um, whether they're profitable yet. And the essence of investing comes down to risk and reward. Now, if we look at 2020, some of the best performing companies were the more higher risk companies. We've been in a very low interest environment for quite a long time since the financial crisis um, of 2007, 2008. And so think of it like this, Peter, if you were to keep your money in cash, even though cash is usually seen as a safe asset, you're actually losing the value of your money every single time because inflation was higher than the interest rates. Interest rates were really, really low, almost close to zero. And so when you are someone who has uh, cash, you want to generate return. It's not been great to keep your money in cash and it's not been great to even buy uh, low risk investments such as treasury bills and, and gilts and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So to earn a return on your money, you've had to take more risk more risk just to earn a decent return on your money so that you don't lose the actual value of your cash. For that reason, you tend to go into stocks and other asset classes such as real estate. In fact, when we talk about real estate, think of it like this. Um, inflation um, higher and interest rates low means it's actually probably a better idea to borrow money, right? So leveraging makes sense in a low interest environment for businesses, for real estate, for people that are buy to let investors and that kind of stuff. I still all this to say that... Um, if inflation is going the opposite way now, right, um, and interest rates are going to go up, the businesses that will probably get hit the hardest are those that are yet profitable, are those that don't have a lot of pricing power because the inputs of their products or services also cost money, right? And so if you are someone who's managing your money, you're managing a fund, for example, if you're a fund manager and you know interest rates are going to, going to go up, you can actually earn a decent return by taking less risk right? Because now if interest rates are higher, then it's worth holding cash, right? Because you earn more interest or, or it's probably better to buy bonds because you will earn more interest than having to take that excessive risk by investing in stocks. And even within stocks and businesses, we know that there's different types of risk within that. So you wouldn't want to go for the higher risk ones either. Mm. You'd rather go for those that produce a lot of fat cash flow. They're already large caps, those companies are monopolies, they have pricing powers, inflation in terms of inputs don't hit them too hard because guess what? They can actually increase the prices of their products and services and there will still be demand for their products. So to cut a long story short, I think that's been one of the big reasons why um, the stocks that, or the businesses that are large cap have pricing power, generate a lot of free cash flow. Those dividend pay ones have been doing really well compared to the more higher risk, higher valuation, non-profitable companies that might see their future cash flows much higher in the future, but for now are not yet profitable. They're the ones that people want to sell first in order to take less risk and earn a return.
I hope that makes sense. Quite a mouthful there, but I hope that makes sense. No, it does, man. And that's why this is a podcast. People can sort of rewind back as well, but that makes perfect sense. And thank you. And I think that explains why, you know, without throwing too many names out there, but by the likes of, you know, Apple, Microsoft, they're still kind of growing. I think they've, in more in more recent times, in the past couple of weeks, both companies have hit their all-time highs when it comes to their stock prices. Yeah, I mean, I run uh, two portfolios. Um, I, I own a portfolio that I've dedicated to the higher growth companies, and I've also own a company, sorry, a portfolio that focuses more on the larger caps, dividend-paying companies. Mm-hmm. And whilst my uh, higher growth portfolio has taken more of a hit recently, hmm. my dividends portfolio is flying. So I guess, you know, that explains it well. Um, and that's why it's great to have a well-diversified portfolio as well. No, I think that's it, because my next question was going to be, if someone's portfolio right now is pretty much in the red right now, what, what does that mean about the, the particular investing style, in your opinion? And if, if that is the case, when I say someone's portfolio, I mean everything that they own is heavily in the red. Um, if that, you know, when you comment on the investing style, what sh- could um, in your humble opinion, people be um, be wary of right now or even um, be doing right now? Yeah, so, I mean, I preach this all the time. The essence of investing is, is based on three um, categories. One is your objective. The second is your um, risk appetite. And the third is, uh, so objective, time horizon, and risk appetite. Mm-hmm. So time horizon is really important. Um, many people forget this part. But investing is a long-term phenomenon. We, I normally say the standard time horizon should be at least five years, probably mm. minimum three years, but the longer, the better. And so when you are creating an investment portfolio, please make sure you do think about these things. If you have the ability and willingness to take risk, that is usually coupled by having a very long-term horizon. And so that's something I would kind of um, encourage people to think about. Um, think about your ability to take risk as well, because if you can't stomach volatility, then you have to really ask yourself whether you should really be in these high growth, sometimes even speculative companies. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, you know, we preach diversification. There's many different views on diversification. I think diversification is mandatory. Of course, you don't want to over diversify, but I think a great portfolio is a portfolio that has a range of high growth stocks, as well as value stocks, as well as dividend paying stocks. And you can tilt it according to your objectives, time horizons and ability and willingness to take risk. You might want more growth stocks in your portfolio if you've got a very long term horizon and you can take the risk. Um, but you might want a more kind of large cap dividends portfolio. And again, you can even diversify by different asset classes as well, if you were interested in that. Absolutely. And I guess that will sort of, you know, when when there is a rotation, so to speak, that's almost going on right now. One isn't really heavily hit, um, I guess, during this period. Yeah. And, and rotations happen all the time, Peter. So, you know, there's times where uh, growth stocks go really, really high and then, you know, investors say hey look valuations have been stretched too much now the value stocks um, are more valuable and more attractive so then they rotate out of that they take some profits out of the growth stocks and they go into the into the more value stocks and vice versa sometimes the value stocks seem to fly up such that growth stocks now become a deal and you know investors say hey now the growth stocks look like an absolute bargain so why do we take our profits from the value stocks and then reinvest into the growth stocks so you know, if you are someone who, you know, understands this, you don't, you know, you don't stress too much about the short term volatility, but to kind of manage your emotions as well, it's great to have a diversified portfolio so that if one company is going up, so one portfolio is going up 
um, and the other one's going down, it doesn't hurt you too much because you know over the long term, both portfolios should do well as long as the underlying assets within those portfolios are good ones. Absolutely. And right now, um, it'll be good to sort of end on, um, you know, a lot of uh, some of those smaller cap growth, so-called growth companies are, you know, approaching 52 week lows in terms of their stock prices. What are some of the opportunities here? Yeah, I mean, um, just to, as you know, guys, we don't provide financial advice or any investment recommendations and that kind of stuff. Um, We just provide information and guidance and sometimes just our own opinions. But I think personally, I'll be honest with you, Peter, I'm actually quite frustrated because all my cash is going towards renovating my new house. And so I'm looking at some of these deals, in my opinion, in the stock market for some of the... What what are some of the opportunities for a cash-rich jack? (laughs) <laughs> well, if Jax was cash rich right now, I'd be looking at some of the lo- uh, so lower, um, smaller caps. I think those companies um, right now, as we speak today, November 2021, going into December, I think those companies provide an opportunity. Um, they've come down very aggressively recently, um, as Peter said, down to the 52-week lows. And so I think there are some fantastic companies within there some of these companies were already highly valued i must say so just going a bit not off topic but just giving you a bit more of a heads up some companies were overvalued tremendously so it coming down doesn't now mean that it's now valuable so that's something to consider but there are some smaller companies fantastic companies um, that are growing tremendously they're growing the top land they have amazing management um, and they've got very great future prospects that are trading at very attractive prices now those are in the lower or should i say smaller caps i think Mm, no absolutely and definitely one day we need to do an episode on how one goes about uh valuing a company as well and and i guess just on on the topic of episodes uh jacks did for our listeners jacks did mention you know the link between inflation and interest rates as well and we touched on that but we go into much more detail on one of our episodes um which is episode 44 which is uh what is the real meaning of inflation we've got two parts to that so you know if any of our listeners want to go back to that or haven't listened to that i definitely encourage you to have a listen to that very eye-opening um episode between uh Jax and I um Jax any final closing comments on terms of, in terms of what's happening in the market in your opinion yeah there is something uh secondary also going on um that can have an impact on why companies that have or stocks that have fallen continue to fall and the term is called tax loss harvesting but essentially all what? that is is <laughs> so tax loss harvesting um just to you know uh unpick the jargon is all about you know knowing that whenever we invest in uh stocks shares and other assets and they do well and we sell it for a gain we are normally required to pay something called capital gains tax now you can escape this if you invest through a tax-efficient investment account. Here in the UK, we've got the Stocks and Shares ISA, we've got the Lifetime ISA, we've got pension accounts and that kind of stuff. But if you invest in a standard brokerage, a standard investment account, you are liable to pay tax above the threshold, um, which at the time of making this uh, podcast is £12,300. You can make up to £12,300 in capital gains 
and not pay tax. But anything exceeding this, you have to pay tax on it. Mm. So what a lot of people do, remember this is year on year, is towards the end of the year, a lot of people in America, not the UK, America, because our tax uh, dates are different. Our tax year comes to an end April the 5th, 2022. But in America, it's, it's towards the end of the year. Um, so what they do is they look at the companies that have, or some people do, not everyone does this, but some people do, some fund managers do it and that kind of stuff. They look at essentially companies that have done badly. They might still believe in them, by the way, but they've done badly throughout the year. And they know that they can offset some of their gains that maybe they took earlier on in the year against some of the losses today. So what they will do is they will sell some of the companies that have made a loss at a loss to offset the gains from earlier on in the year with the intention that they will buy it back in a new year. Mm -hmm. That way they do not have to pay as much capital gains tax because their capital gain calculation will be less since it's been offset by the losses. Does that make sense? Wow, wow. It does, man. It does, man. But I definitely encourage, well, hopefully it does more importantly for our listeners as well, man. But that's that makes a lot of sense. So thanks for that, Jax. Um, and hopefully for our listeners, you've kept up. And if you haven't, that is the beauty of having this on a podcast episode and as you know to our listeners as well we also have our very own patreon service which you can join for as little as three pounds per month and it can be an opportunity to ask a few more in-depth questions on topics like this for um for for some could find it um you know um it takes a bit more questioning and a bit more research to really grasp um the the, uh, grasp and understanding of this topic of so hopefully you can uh, join us on our patreon and if not please just keep doing what you normally do man and by supporting and showing your love and sharing with others um jacks man thank you so much for that man that's been really really helpful and hopefully quite timely explanation as to why um, you know stocks are falling during this period man so hopefully it's relevant to all of our listeners during this peak season and you found it really useful useful so Jax thank you very much man yeah you're welcome you know yeah it's it's this is what we call pure financial education um it's about just trying to understand certain things I hope what I've discussed today um you know was was clear it's all about just understanding what inflation is what interest rates are and what those things uh, mean for financial markets. Um, and also when I talked about things such as tax loss harvesting, you know, it sounds complicated, but it is actually quite easy to understand. Remember, it's all about just people selling assets. The more people that sell, the more the stock market goes down. The more people that buy, the more the stock market goes up. But um, very educational uh, episode. I wish I had something like this <laughs> when I first started my personal finance journey and uh, my my investment journey as well because what we provide on, on world finance is 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 priceless i think it's, it's so amazing what we're doing peter um this is something that most people pay for but we provide it for free and i hope our listeners are getting a lot a lot of value no absolutely man absolutely thank you very much for that jackson as per usual we give a shout out to listeners all over the world where we're getting new listeners from and we're going to give a shout out to an in a town in england which is blackburn Blackburn, Blackburn, Blackburn. Jax, let's give out a shout out to all of our listeners over there. Well, shout out to Blackburn. When I first heard of Blackburn, I think about a club that miraculously won the Premier League in a specific year. 
um, a specific footballer, which I, I really do like. You know, Alan Shearer, I think is one Alan of the most, yeah, I think is one of the most underrated footballers of all time. You know, he's not spoken about as often as I think he should. But yeah, a legend of obviously Newcastle, but also a legend of Blackburn. But yeah, shout out to our listeners in Blackburn. I hope you're enjoying our episode. Um, if you have any any further questions, any comments, if you wanna. Um, give us ideas as to what you, you want us to cover. Do make sure you get in touch with us. You can email us at info at walkfinance.co.uk. Brilliant, man. Thank you very much, Jax. Thank you to all of our listeners all over wherever you are. And remember all, stay woke. Oh.